1: This is the Lightning Round Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go!
0: Welcome everybody. Lightning Round After Hours here where the Chargers finally take care of business for once. Uh, Just manhandle the Broncos here. All the losses the Chargers needed today, the Ravens, Dolphins, both happened. The Chargers now are in the driver's seat with the number seven seed, and they took care of their business today, thankfully.
1: In the driver's seat with the number seven seed and have an opportunity to maybe grab the sixth seed if they have some good luck next week and they Mm -hmm. they handle their business again. So good opportunity to climb the board a little bit. But yeah, this was a a huge game for them, obviously. They played really well. Got a little dicey there. You know, when they they allow that field goal right before halftime and the Broncos are getting the ball back, you're kind of thinking, oh man, here we go again because we've seen it so many times. But Mm-hmm. they clamp down, they get that stop to start the third quarter, go down and kick the field goal, and they never really look back. Um, no. Uh-uh. We're never really in jeopardy. The game was never really in too much of a question there. They they just they handled their business. It was good to see.
0: Yeah, jumped out to that early 7 or nothing lead and then never really had an issue from there on out. Uh, they ended up kicking the field goal, uh, made it 10. I know a lot of people were uh, tough on that decision, but yeah, I mean, there was no real... They kind of just opened it up and just kept opening it up throughout the game. A big game from a couple guys, but uh, man, uh, Antonio just wants to say good night before uh, before he gets off. Good night, Antonio from Italy. Appreciate you, Josh. Echoing the sentiments here, less less stressful game of the year, probably. It was between this and the Giants game. I think this was probably less less so stressful than the other ones.
1: Yeah, and the first Raider game wasn't terribly stressful either. Those are probably the three. Right. Easiest wins of the year, but definitely very, very stress-free. It was nice.
0: Yes. Huge win today, says John. And there's, uh, let's see, this is, we, I, I'm sure we're going to get to this, but special teams bailing out the Chargers. <laughs> what a difference a new year makes, huh? I mean, if you I mean, if you go back, because they opened that game with a long return from Andre Roberts, they scored seven on that. Andre Roberts takes a kickoff return 101 yards, seven points himself. You talk about that muffed Dante Spencer punt. They scored another seven. That's 21 points off of turnovers and special teams. So, I mean, that's a big turnaround for this team.
1: Yeah. I mean, they get out to that quick start. They go right down the field and score a touchdown following the big, the initial, the big um, opening return of the game from Roberts. Mm -hmm. So they, get the special teams contribution. The offense goes down and punches it in. The defense gets a stop right away. So right away, they've got three big contributions mm-hmm. um, to start the game and kind of got them off and running. And Roberts has been phenomenal. I mean, it, it amazes me the team is still kicked to him.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> it yeah. seems
1: like when he catches, a when he feels a, a kick with any room to re- return it, he's going to get you 30 to 40 yards at a minimum.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Teams just have a hard time Getting him on the ground, so um, it amazes me that they still give him those opportunities. But definitely glad they do.
0: Yeah, and so and that was the last kick re- uh, kick return since 2012 uh, kick return for touchdown since Michael Spurlock. When was the last time you heard that name? That oh, man, man, yeah. when he <laughs> I heard on he, the broadcast since that it. return apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> since 2012. Yeah, ten years ago now, man. Yeah, so uh, great contribution from. I mean the defense. Seemed like they they put the clamps down for the for the most of the game. They had two big fourth down turnovers. They were able to get a sack uh, the first time around, you were mentioning it, and then the big goal line stance, uh contributions from Bosa and Justin Jones on that drive and Nasir Adderley, big second down stop, and then on that whatever Philly special they were trying to run. Nasir Adderley right away got tackled him on the pitch and Drew Locke couldn't really catch the ball and run with it, got a big stop there too. So You know, other than kind of late when they kind of went a little soft zone there and gave up some big plays and a touchdown late, uh, pretty good effort from the defense all around, kind of getting guys back in the groove. Uh, No Drew Tranquil today. So, you know, for the most part, uh, defense played pretty well today too.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the Broncos were severely limited. They lost um, Dalton Reisner early in the game. They were without two of their top three wide receivers. They were playing practice squad guys at wide receiver but the encouraging thing is that the Chargers, for the most part, stopped the run all day long. They had uh, the Broncos pinned into second and long and third, third and long situations for the majority of the day. They weren't able to convert when they needed to. Uh, Chargers held them to th- three of eleven on third downs, um, which was huge because that's not something they've been doing. Oh no! Pretty much Worst all season,
0: down, yeah. Worse third uh, down with, with defense. with few late.
1: exceptions. So to wind up under thirty percent third down conversions is huge um and they were able to get off the field when they needed to. The offense was able to stay on the field on third down when they needed to to extend drives. uh and you mentioned Adderly I he's I think there are two guys in this game in particular who were huge contributors to this game that may get overlooked if they don't get mentioned here. One is Adderly he made two huge stops on that that first red zone stop mm-hmm. um the you mentioned the play the second down run stop where he knifed into the gap and, and, uh, and got Gordon on the ground. And then two plays later, he makes that play on the double reverse pass, the Philly special, whatever you want to call it, where his, his hit on it, on hitting breaks up the timing of the play and winds up forcing a bad throw and allowing the chargers to stop it. Otherwise that play probably winds up getting in the end zone based on the spacing of the play and where lock was. I don't, I'm not sure anybody was going to make that tackle, until that hit was made and it disrupted the timing of the play. Mm-hmm. So Adderley was huge. He was all over the field, made tons of tackles, uh, was great. And Pipkins actually yes. Trey Pipkins okay. deserves I was a ton of credit. It. Yeah. He played a great game. He was very, very good. I mean, he's, they ran the ball a lot, probably because of who was on the offensive line this week. You know, they wound up playing most of the game without Lindsley. They had Pipkins at right tackle. They are much more effective running the ball to the right side with Trey Pipkins at right tackle. He had some huge blocks in the run game today. There was a second down run on the first possession where he sealed off the right side, and Eckler went for like 10 or 12 yards, and then he was seven or eight yards downfield before he got touched. Mm-hmm. Um, so both those guys played great games, huge games. Yeah. Um, on both sides of the ball there from Adderley and Pipkins.
0: Yeah, so there was a comment here from Oscar kind of making a joke out of it. The uh, better option, Pipkins or Norton, choose your poison. I got I to gotta be honest, uh, like Jamie's talking about, this is two really, really good games from Pipkins on the edge. One at left tackle when Slater was out with COVID, and then now today, uh, I, man, I, Pipkins has looked really good for two games straight as a starter being thrown in last minute. So he deserves a ton of credit. So I, I know we're joking, and I know... He's been uh, kind of a punching bag here. Pipkins has, but he played really, really good today. And I'm glad you mentioned it because I was going to, I was going to mention it too. Not much pressure on Herbert so much, and not a lot of pressure at all from the right side. Pipkins held his own today and looked very good as a run blocker, like you were mentioning.
1: Yeah, and I don't think they helped him as much. I don't have to go back and watch the tape, but it didn't mm. seem like they were helping him as much with the chips and the double teams from the tight ends. Seemed like he was on his own for most of the day and he really yeah. held his own for the most mm-hmm. part. So he played extremely well. I think that's a guy that as much shit as he's taking from us, all of it <laughs> deserved up until now.
0: Yep. I just want uh-huh. to be clear on that. Mm-hmm.
1: He has played very well in his last two starts. Yep. And I think, I don't think Storm Norton's done enough to assume that he's the right tackle moving forward. Especially considering he's a free agent at the end of the year. So yeah, in my opinion, I think that's an area where you're you want to create some competition especially considering they will probably move on from um,
0: Brian Brian
1: Balaga at the end of the year. So bring Pipkins back, give him an opportunity to, to compete at right tackle, see if he can earn that spot, maybe make, you know, draft another right tackle in the mid to late rounds and have him and Norton and, and, um, and the tackle, the, whoever they draft compete Mm -hmm. for right tackle, but Pipkins has earned a look and I, you know, you need to be able to run the ball to win games in December. You have to be able to shut down that right side. They may, It may be worth leaving Norton out there next week because and of how well he played this week. You mean Pipkins He's, out this week? I'm sorry, leaving Pipkins yeah. out there this week, right. ne- next week against the Raiders, yeah. because Norton, even though they won that game, Norton was awful against the Raiders the first time around. He was totally lost. Yeah. So... The, it, it might not be a bad idea to either rotate those two or, or leave Pipkins out there at right tackle next week to see if he can take another step forward.
0: Yeah. He's had Pipkins has had two very good games again and has at least earned a look at right tackle next season, or, you know, at the very least, uh, a depth piece now as a swing tackle who he did good on the left side and right side. And I think that's commendable for a guy who was thrown in there last minute. Uh, not, you know, I, I I commend him and he played great today. Uh, Lucas wants to give you a shout out, Jamie. Uh, keep up the reverse jinx <laughs> on our uh, preview podcast. Jamie said for the reverse jinx, he's picking the Broncos to win this game. So thanks, Jamie. They think uh, you contributed a little
1: bit. I did. I think I contributed so that- <laughs> more than a little bit.
0: <laughs> you, this was all you. It was all me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is another name I haven't heard in a while. Richard Goodman, the last time the Chargers had a good kick returner. I don't think he was all that good, man.
1: He was before she- Spurlock, though, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, but still, I mean, would you consider Spurlock a good returner? I don't I don't can. I mean, he had a house call, but I mean, they haven't had a good returner since Sproles in my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean. We've seen Jacoby Jones be a bust in that role. We saw Travis Benjamin be a bust oh, in that gosh. role. We're going to go down had... this list. <laughs> it's a long list. I'm just going to stop there. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Um, cause Can't I, I don't want to take up gonna... the whole hour talking uh-huh. about
1: their shitty return game over uh-huh. the last 20 years, yeah. but
0: <laughs> <coughs> cause it was a good win today. Do you think Max asks, uh, you seem new Max. What's up? Uh, do they, do you think they're going to flex the game to Sunday night football next week? It's a huge matchup. I would assume I, so. What do you I think, think
1: they will because it's yeah. a playoff spot's riding on it.
0: Oh, yeah. Big time. It's going to be so. a big, big, big matchup in Vegas. Uh, let's see. Michael Flores also thought Pipkins did pretty good. Um, let's see. St- oh, Payway here uh, talking about Nas. Nas is a great example that makes me excited for our future with Staley and our player development. I mean, he has done a complete 180. Nasir Adderley has you see guys like Justin Jones being basically the catalyst of the run game when he's not in the on the line he is the run the run game suffers and Justin Jones was all but a body on that defensive line before this year Kaiser White almost perennial Pro Bowler it's yeah it's it is exciting and Nas is one of those examples for sure
1: yeah Nas um, Tranquil White. You mentioned, we talked about Pipkins a little bit. We're starting to see Palmer develop and grow as a player. Um, Even Norton has shown some improvement over the course of the year, even though he's still not terribly good, but he's not Mm. the total liability he was early in the season. So there's been some development there. Um, And they're getting some quality time out of Scott Quezenberry, who
0: that
1: everybody has to die for him to get on the field. (laughs) And when he does, he plays well. So I don't know what's going on there, but um, yeah. Yeah, lots lots of good examples of player development with this with this coaching staff, which is something that we really didn't see a lot of from the previous two coaching staffs.
0: I mean, when Lindsley went down, most years you're concerned about the backup center, but Questenberry came in. Uh, there were two reps in the run game that I thought he got beat on pretty bad, but other than that, I mean, he was pretty solid in pass protection. There was no communication issues. There's one time, and I'll I'll let you talk about it, where he rushed up to the line and kind of did the old Corey Lindsley quick snap.
1: Yeah, I was stunned that the that the broadcasters didn't mention it because it was such a beautiful play. They were in the red zone or close to the red zone, I think. And um, we've seen Lindsley do it in the past where he and Herbert are the last two guys out of the huddle and they'll rush up and snap quick snap it. Not something we've seen with Questenberry because he hasn't been on the field that much. You wouldn't expect the timing and the the chemistry to be there, but they come out of the huddle. Quesenberry comes out, he's kind of walking up and the next thing you know, he sprints up to the line, gets in position, snaps the ball, the ball's out before anybody's set. They didn't wind, I think they wound up getting a first down on the play if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, a great quick snap. Nice, nice show of chemistry there between the quarterback and the backup center. Um, He, he got beat a few times in the run game, but the pass protection was really good and he played well overall. No big mistakes from the backup center, which is all you can really ask for.
0: And it's taken a little bit here, and I know we kind of went to some under the radar uh, players, but we got to mention the uh, the record breaking touchdown. I mean Lombardi dials up a big deep shot on third and three, which all but look seemed like a run all game long uh, that they weren't getting. They uh, sh- took a deep shot with Mike Williams, set that up all game. He breaks the record. He had thirty five on the year, and little caveat, they, he did it in sixteen games. So. You know, there's no asterisk there in beating Rivers record in 2008. So a uh, beautiful play. Uh, Herbert seemed like he knew it all the way through. And uh, he just, I mean, he threw Mike Williams wide open. It was perfect placement and a great yeah. play.
1: Yeah, I was, um, I, I'm looking forward to, to breaking that play down on film, the deep ball to Michael Davis. Cause I think, I think he came against cover two. I think we saw Herbert read the coverage, identify where the void was. He got the ball out on time and led Mike down the field. Whereas in the past, he's been waiting for guys to run open. As soon as Mike was even with the corner, the ball was out and he let him down the field and let him go up and make a play. And th- that's something that we're not seeing consistently at of Herbert. So uh, nice to see that for sure. Um, hope, I'm um, I'll be curious to see if it breaks down the way I think it will, but that's, that's what it looked like to me live.
0: Yeah. Payway name. We missed Des King was a good returner. He was more of a punt returner, but yeah, I mean, he, he was electric at times for sure.
1: He had one really good year as a returner, and then he started getting cocky and making dumb mistakes, but he had some huge returns in that 2018 season.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Roxanne. What's your thought of Michael Davis today? Man, he had a bad game. Uh, And what's so frustrating is, is he is a head turn away from making a play on almost every ball thrown his way. He is in position. He is in the receiver's pocket. He doesn't get his head around. It's a big completion. It happened multiple times today. And it seemed like more times than not he does that throughout the year. Like he was able to get his head around a couple times and actually make a play on the ball today. Uh, there wasn't any of that really today. It seems like he was in position uh, really, really good alignment. He, he was patient, uh, good form, and but then just never got his head around.
1: The yeah, he's still... in position all the time. Yeah, he's always where he's supposed to be. Well, almost always where he's supposed to be. Um, it, the head's just not getting around. It's that one piece that it's something that was an issue for him early in his career with the Chargers. It seemed like he made that leap last season. Mm-hmm. He has not made that leap, he had, hasn't been consistent this year. Um, You'd like to see more of that, though. I think when you're in position like that, at least punch the ball out. Sl- you know, swat, knock it down. You don't have to pick it off. Just break it up. But he's not getting his, his head around early enough to make a play on it. So definitely something he's got to work on in the offseason. But yeah, he had a rough day today. He was getting picked on quite a bit. Sutton got him a couple times. Seth Davis got oh. him once for a big one. It, it was a rough day.
0: Uh, and that uh, that ankle breaker was just ugly and i'm sure we'll be uh will be replayed on a lot of clips on twitter tomorrow
1: i think that for me was the worst part of his day um outside of giving up a couple long balls because like i said he was in position he just didn't get his head around Mm -hmm. for me his tackling was awful today he looked really tentative he was leaving lots of space between him and his man when he was coming down to make tackles and leaving himself open for those juke moves like the one we saw Sutton put on him. That that <laughs> yep. one was rough, man. I mean, he <laughs> broke both <laughs> ankles on that one.
0: That was and one mixtape style. <laughs> let's, hot sauce. All right. Lucas asks, who would you rather resign, Justin Jones or Mike Williams? I think I know the answer, but go ahead. Justin Jones. Yeah, it's easy. I'm not throwing all that money at Mike Williams. Uh, let's see. A couple other here. Um, uh, let's, just, let's see. Which AFC team do you guys think will be the easiest for the Chargers to win in the wild card round? And which will be the hardest?
1: Um, I think based on the way the board looks right now, I'm kind of hoping for the Chargers to well, not kind of, I'm hoping for the Chargers to win next mm-hmm. week, the Colts to lose. So the Colts the Chargers jump up to the sixth seed. And based on where the board is right now, if they have the sixth seed, they're playing Buffalo. And personally, I would much rather play Buffalo than
0: New England or Kansas New City.
1: England or Kansas City in in the first mm-hmm. round.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Buffalo. And then I think Tennessee after that, if they you know somehow drop, if they lose or whatever, but. Yeah. New England, Kansas city uh, is probably the worst matchup in my mind. I, I I, we mentioned it on the show before, but I just, I don't see the chargers going into Kansas city and winning two games in a row on the road in Arrowhead. I just don't think that's against Andy Reid. I, I just, I don't see that happening. So that's, that'd be the toughest matchup for me. One of them, at least new England, being the next one.
1: Yeah. I don't want any part of new England. Um, I think the chargers can beat the chiefs in the playoffs but I'd rather see them get a win in the playoffs before they have to deal with the Chiefs. I'm not terribly comfortable with going to KC in that environment and that weather and trying to beat them in KC for a second time this year. I' not not real comfortable with that.
0: Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Peyton had a little <laughs> a little talk here. I thought it was funny how Drew Lock was trying to talk after that two yard run like he was tough, and then the next play he starts crying for the roughing the passer. You, you remember that he, Kaiser White he hits him on the sideline. He's kind of like pointing at he's his flexing. muscle like he's, yeah, like he's strong enough. And then Derwin hits him, quote-unquote, around the head. He takes off his helmet and points at his cheek like, hey, he hit me while he's wearing headgear, no less. And <laughs> and so it's like the juxtaposition of like, are you a tough guy or are you not a tough guy? Don't go on the sideline and flex when you get hit, which Kaiser White would have done a lot harder if he wasn't near the sideline. As you're running complained. out of bounds to avoid the right. hit, by the way. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But then... Complain that he got grazed by a hand across the helmet? I mean, come on, are you a tough guy or not?
1: Yeah, he's not a tough guy. He's a bitch.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Keenan is starting to lose? Uh, Keenan is starting to lose a step. Take it with a grain of salt. He's still balling, but not the mayor of Always Open anymore. Do you think that uh, Keenan's losing it? Uh, two big drops early on on two third down catches. Do you think he's losing a step at all?
1: I'm not sure he's losing a step. I think he's still getting open more often than not. I I think the, the issue is, is that when the chargers are throwing the ball short as much as they were today and not really trying to push the ball down the field, they're just much easier to cover. The spacing isn't great. They're not leaving much room for Keenan to operate over the middle of the field on those drags and, and digs and stuff like that. I just think that when they're, resigned to taking what the defense is giving them and they're throwing those the ball behind the line of scrimmage and they're throwing the ball four or five yards downfield just trying to get a little bit at a time it just makes it much easier to cover him because you can play that zone you can flood the flood the middle of the field and it's just harder for him to get open but when they're able to push the ball down the field keenan has more room to operate in the middle of the field in that short intermediate route and he's much more productive that way i just think it's a function of how the game played out than it more than anything
0: yeah, and big shout out to the to Justin Herbert and the Chargers kind of getting off to a slow start there. Uh, kind of had a, a little, I know they had a quick touchdown, but towards the end, start at, after that drive going into the second quarter, there was kind of this slow, sluggish start. I was kind of figuring that R- Herbert was going to start having problems with that cover two again, and we were going to relive that nightmare. But, you know, they had a slow start, and it seemed like Justin Herbert was a little uncomfortable. And then, they broke it open. Uh, we're able to get going, and, and like we mentioned early on the show, I mean, they, they embarrassed the Broncos today at home. So they came out firing. Special teams helped with that. Uh, defense made a, a couple of big stops. But, you know, early on, it was that sluggish start. We were afraid it was going to last four quarters, kind of like last week, but they are able to kind of rebound, and they they never looked back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... I'm sorry. I just listened to you talk and I forgot what the question was.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about how there was a slow start and then yeah. they ramped up their
1: game. Yeah. Game. The slow start. You know, I, I noticed too early in the game, it really seemed like Herbert was really uncomfortable in the pocket. Um, he was getting a lot of time to throw uh, was fleshed out a couple times, but for the most part had a clean pocket and he just wasn't getting the ball out. He seemed uncomfortable. The ball was wobbly coming out of his hand, almost like he was squeezing it a little too hard. Maybe he was just a little bit tight and then they started running the ball well they got a couple of completions he had that 10 or 12 straight completion streak that kind of got him going and everything was fine from there but yeah they were i think they were a little tight i think they they knew what was riding on the game they knew they'd already lost to this team once there was a lot of pressure on them to pull it together after the shit show last week and i think they the offense came out fine on that first drive. They went right down the field, scored in three minutes. They didn't have you know that seven, eight minute drive that they needed the last time they played Mm -hmm. just to get the ball across uh, midfield. But um, nice to see them kind of get past that, the early nerves and play their way into a rhythm on both sides of the ball and start making some plays, defense getting off the field, offense, extending plays, getting the plays from the special teams, you know they got some huge blocks for for Roberts and the special teams on both those returns. Oh yeah. They played well in all three phases. Uh, it's mm-hmm. probably the most complete game they've played all season.
0: Oh, for sure. I agree with that. For sure. Uh Rez 2405 talking about our, our playoff scenario here, wouldn't Buffalo weatherwise be worse? Uh the answer is probably, but also look what the Patriots did. Uh in Buffalo, just ran the ball down their throat. I think to me that and this is Interesting, but uh, and I don't think I would have said this a couple weeks ago, but I think they match up better with Buffalo because they got a better running game than Buffalo does. So if they go into the snow, I'm much more confident going with uh, Justin Jackson, who, again, looked really good today, by the way, and Austin Eckler, than like a Singletary Zach Moss duo, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think their running game. We've really seen Lombardi and Staley focus on getting the running game going the last three or four weeks. And it's been very effective. And think about what we saw today. You know, For a good chunk of the game, Eckler was averaging almost five yards a carry. They get the ball back with 631. They run the clock out to finish the game, Mm -hmm. just like they did against Washington, just like they did against the Raiders the the first time. Mm -hmm. Just finish the ball. Finish the game with the ball in your hands. Let there be no doubt. They ran the ball right down the field and and ran the clock out. I, I think their running game is in a place right now with the way the offensive line is playing and the way that Jackson and Eckler are playing that they can do some damage in the playoffs with their running game. And I think mm-hmm. Buffalo is a perfect matchup for them in that regard. They yeah. don't stop the run well. They don't run the ball well at all. They're pretty much one-dimensional on offense, with the exception of um, of uh, Josh Allen running the ball. I think it gives them an excellent opportunity to go in and upset a team that will probably be favored over them if they wind up with that matchup.
0: Yeah. Rick here, wouldn't a free agent cornerback one be smarter than a first rounder? Would you rather, because he's saying that, you know, two young starting quarterbacks with Zont and then whatever you draft in the first round, would you rather do a free agent corner or draft a corner at this point? I guess I'd have to look at the list. I don't have the list in front of me. Yeah,
1: I don't have the list in front of me. I think my concern is, is that they'd go Ooh. out and try to make a big splash on a corner. JC Jackson,
0: that name that would be fine. a good one. I was, I'd love JC.
1: That'd be a good one, although I'm sure the the Patriots will probably do everything they can to, mm-hmm. to lock him up. But yeah. Um, Are you concerned about two
0: young corners? I'm not,
1: I'm not especially concerned. Then there's a lot of good corners in this class. Um, So I, those two kids from Cincinnati are amazing. <laughs> and there's a few other really good ones too. I, I think what they need is they need a longer, faster corner. Um, they're kind of undersized at corner right now with the exception of Michael Davis, and they're not very fast. Uh, and my concern about free agency is I don't trust Tom Telesco to evaluate a free agent corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he hit with with uh, Casey Hayward, wound yeah. up being a great signing. He signed Hayward, Hayward to be the slot corner, and Hayward wound up playing his way into being CB1. Yeah. He way outplayed his, his contract and expectations. Mm-hmm. His other big free agent cornerback signing was, was Cox, um, yep. Derek no, Cox, Derek Cox, mm-hmm. which was freaking awful. one so <laughs> of his worst <laughs> he's 50, 50 on those big free agent cornerback signings. I'm not sure I trust him to go out and spend big money on a corner. I'd rather get mm-hmm. somebody they can cost control for four or five years and, and play it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense. You, are you playing fantasy football right now, Jamie? I am not. Okay. So you're not in the championship. I I am. I got Jamar Chase, so I think I got a lock down. Um, Four ten East Coast. Do you see the game next week looking more like the first half or the second half of that first meeting? How do you think it's going to play? I mean, this obviously they both have playoffs in mind here.
1: Yeah, you know i I know there was a brief time where that game was seemed like it was in doubt in the third quarter when the Raiders controlled the third quarter but the Chargers won that game by two scores and they put it away really with the offense. They, Mm -hmm. they got a big touchdown late in the game to take the lead. And then they ran the ball out for what the last seven or eight minutes of the game took the air out of the ball and ran it and ran the clock out. So I, I don't think the Raiders are very good. I know they've got nine wins and they're, they're playing well down the stretch here, but you know, they got a beat up um, Brown's team that they beat a couple weeks ago uh they snuck one in on the on the Colts, so i think we're having some COVID issues so i don't really don't think the raiders are that good i think the chargers can beat them um
0: colts also have michael badgley get conformed too so that uh that helps the raiders did he miss one today he did yeah
1: Uh, (laughs) ah it was bound to happen eventually (laughs) Uh, yeah
0: um so here uh das kumas who seems new what's up man uh do you think herbert showed any steps towards manipulating cover two defenses better today
1: uh this is going to sound like a cop-out but it's really hard to tell without watching the all 22 yeah um my gut reaction is outside of the deep ball to mike assuming that was versus cover two and i think there was one other big throw to keenan no um everything they were throwing for the most part today was underneath but within five to seven yards, a lot of swing passes behind the line of scrimmage, just relying on Eckler to make people miss. Um, boy, I would say what,
0: and boy, did he, make yeah, he did. Miss. he did. Oh yeah. man. Yeah.
1: I, I would say more so than Herbert manipulating the cover two. I think they game planned for it better and did a better job of making the underneath passes count and making people miss and getting yards after the catch. Um, but I definitely, just early response or early gut reaction after watching the game. I don't really think that he, that Herbert was pushing the ball down the field a lot versus the cover two. Uh, so I would say right now, no, I don't think he's manipulating it all that much better, but I could be wrong. Cause I haven't seen the all 22 yet.
0: Yeah. Obviously it didn't give him as much troubles as it has in the past, but I, I don't, I don't know if he's made steps towards manipulating the cover two yet as your question uh, states. So yeah, I, I mean, we, we obviously aren't going to, sit here and say he has or hasn't without seeing the all 22 but you know i i it seemed again like there wasn't a lot of deep passes you didn't see a lot of that like we had talked about in our breakdown like you did on twitter and we've talked about before you know those zones over the linebackers before the safeties the corners those prime spots where you can hit cover two there weren't a lot of those throws there weren't a lot of those drop in the buckets today so i can't i can't say that he totally had a couple cover two beaters today Uh, maybe I, I don't know about Mike Williams. There's maybe one I can think of with Keenan, which is probably the one you're thinking of Jamie. But other than that, I, I don't, I I just don't know. I I don't know yet. Um, there's, uh, let's see, here we go. Of course the Tom Telesco questions rolling in already. We're, we're talking playoffs and everybody's wants to talk about the GM with threats to our nation waiting around every corner. Adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Do you think Telesco deserves a 10th year as Chargers GM? Jamie? I think
1: if he'll they get make
0: one. It, it, okay, he, the Chargers make the playoffs. Let's say they get one win. Do you think Telesco should, you, Jamie Hoyle, do you think Telesco should get a 10th year?
1: No, I don't think three playoff trips in 10 years warrants him staying. Um, I think we've seen some of the issues with his roster building in terms of the general lack of depth and some other things, lack of speed. Um, I, no, I don't think so. I think he'll get it, but I don't think he deserves it.
0: Yeah. Uh let's see. So, you know, today uh there was a couple questions here about um about Jared Cook. And we were talking, you know, we've we talked about in past podcasts here just how dependent Herbert's been on Jared Cook and looking his way, probably too often. Uh there's been some turnovers when they've gone his way. And today it was Trey McKitty and Steven Anderson Anderson getting a catch, but it was Trey McKinney getting a lot of the work today. Uh, what'd you think of of the rookie third round pick today getting some real action, other than run blocking?
1: Um, I mean he he made a few catches. He looked relatively smooth catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Had a couple plays where he got a few yards of a few yards after catch. Um, I. It's hard to say really because. They didn't ask much of him as a receiver. He was mostly just a dump off option. He was a, a safety valve. They weren't asking him to get downfield and make plays downfield. So it's hard to evaluate him in that regard. But I thought he did, you know, a pretty good job of being a safety valve um, and playing the role they asked him to play this week. Can he do something more? I don't know. But he caught the ball when they threw it to him. He made a couple guys miss, picked up some extra yards when they needed him to. Solid.
0: Yeah. And so Lucas wants to know if they should play McKitty over Cook next week. I don't know if he's gained that much respect or uh, goodwill with the coaches quite yet. I don't think they start him over Cook if he's available.
1: I would love to see more Steven Anderson catching passes.
0: That's what I was surprised about. When when Cook was out, I d- I was thinking more Steven Anderson. It was Steven Anderson season, but only the one catch, but a good one. Uh, got some extra yards on that catch, too. But yeah, it was interesting. They they got McKitty more involved and and uh, you know, I don't have the snap counts but it seemed like he played probably 2 to 1 more snaps over Steven Anderson.
1: He's been slowly overtaking Anderson in terms yeah. of snaps over the last few weeks, like last 4 or 5 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think he'll play over Cook. Hopefully, um Parham is back and we get to see a little bit more of Anderson and they spread the ball around a little bit. But I would not be looking to rush Jared Cook back. I think, I think they have enough with the other tight ends that they don't necessarily need him out there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so th- we're talking about Derwin. What did you think about that penalty on Derwin? The the high hit on Drew Locke. Was it? Uh, did you believe in it? Not believe in it? What do you, what was your call, watching it? <sighs>
1: It was ticky tack, but he hit him with the crown of his helmet on the side of his helmet. I don't think he was trying to, but he yeah. He hit him high. I mean, the I don't know. I I didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't care for it, but he did hit him with his helmet above the shoulder. Take yeah. that for what it's worth.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. And it's and it's tough because Derwin, I mean I felt like he was going to get an interception today. He was so close early on that I just felt like it was coming. And there were a couple of good plays where he was rushing off the edge. Man, he is unbelievable as a blitzer. But today, that hit on Drew Locke, I just wish he would have hit him in the shoulder pad. He was offside, so it didn't. Uh, neither of it mattered. Everybody's really upset about that call, but he was offside. So even if it was a clean hit, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. So, uh, But, uh, man, Derwin played a pretty good game. Rough start to interception. One on the sideline was... A tough one. Uh, I I won't give that to him, but the one that hit him in the hands when I think it was Williams, was it Seth Williams? Fell down and it just hit him in the hands. That was a tough one.
1: Oh, the one in the middle of the field? Yeah. That uh-huh. one you expect him to come down with. Yeah. For sure.
0: All right. So, James Heritage. What happened on the goal line pass to Josh Palmer? Was pass leading too far? Was it Palmer's route? I th- To me, it seemed like Herbert just slung out a little bit too fast. Probably needed to take a little bit off of it. And then uh, and then it just hit off of Palmer's hands. He just couldn't get to it.
1: Yeah, it. I don't think he let him quite enough. It had a little bit too much zip on it. And it looked like um, Palmer was just a little bit late getting his hands up. Yeah. I don't know if he wasn't expecting it or what, but it just seemed like the ball was already by him by the time he got his hands up.
0: Yeah. Um, Dennis here. Roberts and Hopkins have to be re-signed 100%, and I 100% agree with that. Uh, after the first return, it was like, whenever the season ends, just resign Roberts. Just, just do it immediately. now. Immediately. I would love for them to do that, but you know, Telesco's going to say, oh, we're worried about the season right now and all that other bullshit. But I would resign him now. Hopkins, Roberts, I mean, they're at the top of the list of guys you got to resign this offseason. And they were free agents this season, but they've been so good for the Chargers. You got to resign them. Um, uh, let's see. I was just, oh, so. People want to talk about Antonio Brown. What? No, <laughs> no? <laughs> you don't want to talk about him. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, which Raider player are we were, are you most concerned about going into this game next week?
1: One Raider player that I'm concerned about, I would say yeah. would have to be Max Crosby because of the way he totally abused storm Norton in the first game. Uh huh. I think that's the guy that they have to, they have to slow down no matter what with the offensive line.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Max Crosby. Um, definitely not Denzel Perryman because I, I feel like that was efficient for that answer. Definitely not the the quote unquote Pro Bowler Denzel Perryman. Um, I mean, yeah,
1: uh, Darren Waller maybe if he's playing, if he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, Josh Jacobs is an easy answer because of how they struggle stopping the yeah. run.
0: but they had um, they did a nice job of of uh, limiting. He was under fifty yards last time they played.
1: Yeah, the other guy that I would say if he's playing that I'd be concerned about because of the speed is Brian Edwards. Mm. Just because yeah. the Chargers have had a hard time running with guys down the field lately, so that would that would scare me.
0: Yeah, or, or Hunter Renfro. I mean, he's been excellent towards the end of this year, and Renfro kind of chewed up Chris Harris, if I remember correctly, last year or last time they met. So I, yeah, I don't everybody know.
1: choose up Chris Harris. Yeah. You could chew <laughs> so. up Chris Harris. <laughs> uh,
0: where does Justin Herbert rank in chargers QB history broke the record today? Is he number one or number two with Phillip rivers? It's so hard to say in two years that Herbert's already number one.
1: Uh, I mean, that Fouts guy was pretty damn good too. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That guy. That yeah, guy. Good. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I, w- I would say right now, if you're being honest and reviewing a full body of work, mm-hmm. the record this season notwithstanding, I would say he's probably number three because both Rivers and Fouts will wind up in the Hall of Fame at some point, mm-hmm. and Herbert's played 31 games.
0: Right, right. And, and that's not a the- knock
1: on Herbert. No. no, don't go on Twitter and say, Jamie said Herbert <laughs> sucks. Cause that's not what's happening. I love Herbert. He's great. Uh, I just think, you know, we can pump the brakes a little bit and let him breathe and see what he's going to be over the next few years before we start talking about where he is in chargers quarterback history. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, when a few playoff games or a super bowl first, or that
0: was, and that was what I was a, a, an AFC title right. game
1: at some point. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't even make the playoffs his first year. Uh It's close to doing it this season, but I mean, with the body of work of Philip Rivers and Dan Fouts, you just I, you can't put Herbert any higher than three in Chargers history. Um, okay, did you see Harris? I didn't. I didn't see this, but did you see
1: Harris play any safety today? He started the game at safety. They, Chris for a good chunk of the game, Harris was playing safety and Derwin was playing slot.
0: Interesting. I have to go that's back. That's how and they opened the
1: game, and that's how they finished the game for sure.
0: All right. Uh, I know people are asking about free ag- charger, free agents. They need to lock down. I don't, I don't have the list in front of me. So it's hard to mention three. at the top of my
1: head. We mentioned, Yeah, two let's, let's just focus on playoff, the playoff run. We don't necessarily need to talk draft and free agency right now. We could, we could still potentially have a whole nother month of football ahead of us.
0: Yes. How fun will that be? Um, let's see. You, um, boy, Scott here really trying to bring down the room here. North, McCoy and Lynn all made the playoffs their first year. Great. Thanks for that, Scott. What, what do we got to do to get you guys to Vegas next week? Jamie, what's our price? You're
1: going to have to buy off my wife. I don't (laughs) think that's happening. (laughs) 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 Not to mention. uh, We've got three travel softball games on Sunday, so (laughs)
0: You almost got a spit take out of me. (laughs) You're
1: (laughs) going to have to buy off my wife.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. um, No, I don't. You won't. You won't find us in Vegas. We'll be here. Aren't you more worried about getting the after hours afterwards? Yeah. If we're in Vegas,
1: there's no after hours.
0: (laughs) Because we'll be in a casino drunk somewhere. (laughs) We will not be broadcasting here if we're in Vegas. Um, uh, Miles says, I'll buy you a beer. Is that good enough? Absolutely not. How about Jamie the plane said.
1: ticket and the game ticket and the hotel room <laughs> and his wife? Clear. I mean, and my wife. That's on the biggest his wife one. first. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. All right. Um, so we're probably going to get out of here soon. Is there, uh, you guys can go ahead and send in questions. Anything else you want to talk about here? Oh, MK Adams, Stan Humphreys, you putting him above Stan Humphreys? The guy, the only quarterback to lead the Chargers to a Super Bowl. Is Herbert better than Stan Humphreys?
1: Yeah, I think he is.
0: I think so, too.
1: I think the Chargers defense led them to the Super Bowl that year. And Humphreys oh, made yeah. enough plays to the running game. And Humphreys made enough mm-hmm. plays to get them there. But that, that team was a defensive team. Yeah. Um, and Humphreys was great while he was here. But it was such a short window. Um and he did so little before he got here and after he left that I don't really think I don't think he ranks on that list, even though he did play take them to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Timothy Tran wants to know how did Nick Neiman and Amin Agbag Amiga play today? Seemed just fine. Uh no, no real blown coverages in my in my eyes. Saw a couple tackles from each of them. But um Neiman got some work late on in that game with Drew Tranquil out. But they they did fine to me. How about you?
1: I mean, there were no huge gaps in the running game. There were no busted coverages. I mean, I, I don't know who who was responsible for some of those big plays that Fant had where he caught short passes and seemed to run forever. Oh, my God. And there were a couple of those with the running backs, too. So I'm not sure who was responsible for those. But overall, I would say they both contributed really well in the running game and the run defense, which was huge with with Tranquil out.
0: What, what was that effort, by the way, on that Noah Fant, like 35-yard scamper? I mean... The angle that Chris Harris took on that play was awful, and he just just ran by every. I just I couldn't believe the effort on that play. Nobody wanted to bring him down.
1: There were three or four plays like that with Harris where it seemed like he had an angle and he just alligator armed it and let the guy keep going. I don't know if he thought somebody else was going to make the play or what, but just no effort at all. Just terrible. Harris looked like he was making business decisions today. I, yeah. He did not look good today.
0: It was against his former team too. I thought he'd be a little bit more fired up, but that just wasn't the case today. And does he, does he give you anxiety as much as he does me before every play, like running around and pointing and like talking and tapping his helmet. And I mean, it's like, it's wild. Just how like just crazy he is before plays and then give up a seven yard slant to Noah Fant for a first down, you know?
1: If he's on the field, I have anxiety. He's been terrible <laughs> this year.
0: It doesn't matter what he's doing before it, during it. It's just, or after it, it's always the same. Yes. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. Miles wants us to rank the places we'd go to the first week of the playoffs. So there's Tennessee, Buffalo, Kansas City, and New England.
1: Those Is this like in the order that we want the team to go.
0: Or places to visit. Let's just say places to visit. I would say Tennessee's number one. And then get some Casey barbecue, number two.
1: Yeah, Tennessee, Casey, and then you can have Buffalo and New England. I don't need to go places.
0: (laughs) I I am Uh, not going
1: from San Diego to Buffalo or New England in the winter. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: In January? Fuck that. Uh, Chris (laughs) Bernhardt, did Mike Williams throw Herbert's record breaking ball into the stands? He tossed it. I don't know if it made it to the stands, though did you see he caught it and then just yucked it
1: did he then, i didn't see it
0: oh, oh yeah he caught it and they just threw it up in the air i don't know if it ended up landing in the stands but it was he flew, it flew out and i was like oh no and then <laughs> herbert came running down and he basically tackled mike williams it was pretty funny i don't know if you saw the end of that play but yeah um speaking of mike williams uh what price would you want to re-sign mike williams zero okay
1: You guys keep trying to bait me. I'm not going to say I want to bring him back. Not bringing him back. They've already drafted his replacement. Not bringing him back. You can stop asking. I'm not bringing him back. Come real close. Not bringing him back.
0: (laughs) He even whispered it to you. Do you think, Simon Perdue, same news, what's up, man? Do you think Bradley will stick to cover three? Or do you think he's going to go with a two-deep safety kind of cover two disguise this week? I would say and I don't mean to jump in here, Jamie, but Gus Bradley doesn't know shit, and he's just going to do whatever he wants, and that doesn't mean he's going to change his scheme just because Herbert has problems with cover two. He's too stupid, maybe strong. Um, stubborn. He's too he's too stubborn, hard-headed. I was going to say hard-headed to change his system. He's going to run cover three. He's never going to blitz, and he's going to drop back and play soft zones whenever he damn well pleases. So I say no to the two deep look.
1: So that has always been his MO, but talking to some Raiders fans, yes, I do have friends who are Raiders fans. I don't advertise oh, it, but it does uh-oh. happen. Um, they say he's been blitzing a lot more, although I think they're just confusing Max Crosby getting into the quarterback with blitzing. Cause Raiders uh-huh. fans aren't very smart. Right. And they're saying that he's playing more cover two. So I don't know if that's true or not. Although it does seem like he's good for two or three busted coverages with Dunzel Perriman trying to cover the slot receiver per game. So. I think they're going to get a steady diet of three cover three. They might get a few cover two looks in some key situations, but it's just not, it's not Gus's bag. It's just not his MO. He's not going to do it. So mostly cover three and Herbert generally plays very well against cover three.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's just uh, rapid fire here. Victor, should the Chargers re sign Melvin Gordon for the no. RB2 this offseason? Absolutely not. Should the Chargers put Herbert in a bubble this week to make sure he's available for the must win Raiders game? Yes. Separate the QB room, let him do it remotely. He doesn't need it. Uh would you guys be okay if the game were flexed to a Saturday? A bit of hairy since we need to wait on COVID lists. Oh, like it's it's so having a one less day to clear protocols and all that other stuff. Do you care about it being Saturday or Sunday?
1: I think we wanted to be on Sunday so we have as much time as possible to clear any COVID hurdles.
0: Right. Scott, uh Chargers best possible seeding seven. Chiefs matchup in the first round. I mean, uh no.
1: Like yeah. They can still get to the sixth seed if they win next week and the Colts lose. And if that happens and everything stays the same, they'd be matched up with Buffalo in in round one.
0: Right. John, how good was Rashawn Slater today? That he was excellent today. Loved Rashawn Slater. There was one play where Herbert rolled out to Slater's side and Slater's man broke from Slater and tackled Herbert as he was throwing it out of bounds. And I hope they don't give Slater a pressure for that because that's bullshit. Herbert basically (laughs) ran into it. That was on Herbert. Slater does not deserve any pressures today. He played
1: excellent. He plays excellent every week. He's just a rock.
0: Right. Just, yeah. Just assume he's... The best left tackle in the league not named trent williams uh what uh drop mike williams sign akeem hicks draft that usc wide receiver sure lucas what do you think of the chargers tempo on offense uh
1: i thought it was really good early in the game it seemed like they got bogged down on their next few possessions but they picked it up before half and they seemed to keep it up after halftime so overall i would say their their tempo is pretty good it seems like when they're playing a little bit faster and they're getting to the line a little bit faster and letting Herbert read the defense at the line. It seems like the offense is much more efficient. Um, So I, I hope they continue with that. I'd like to see them push that envelope against the Raiders and play even, even faster at times.
0: Yeah. And just a, just a quick sidebar, cool it with the fucking second down runs. I don't need any of that anymore. It's been so predictable and it was bad today. Uh, since you don't want to pay a wide receiver, what position would you spend 70 million in available cap in free agency? Defensive line?
1: Uh, well, they have a lot of positions they need to fill. I would say, um, for sure, a defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. Um, If not two. And keep in mind that 70 mil is misleading because they've got a lot of guys they have to resign Mm -hmm. and a lot of guys they will resign. Um, you can bet they're going to bring back Nuosu. Kaiser. Um, they still have to pay Derwin, Kaiser. Um, Mm -hmm. So there are other guys that they have to pay and they will pay. So it's not going to be 70 million at the end of the day, but I would say a big expenditure on a defensive tackle or two would be great. They also have to resign Justin Jones, by the way, um, defensive tackle will be great. Maybe another edge player to come in and compete with Nuosu. Mm-hmm. We talked about corner. Yep. Um, it's not so much wide receiver that I have a, uh, an issue spending on. It's spending big money on a free agent wide receiver. I wouldn't mind seeing them look for a slot receiver or somebody who they can get, you know, towards the middle or bottom of the pack uh, expenditure wise. I just don't want to go spend 20 mil a year on a wide receiver coming from another system that the other team decided not to resign. Um, I'd like to see them start building out their wide receiver core through the draft and through UDFA and keep a pipeline going where they're drafting a wide receiver once every couple of years to build that up. They're so easy to find. There's no reason to spend big money on them in, in, in free agency, in my opinion. So definitely defensive tackle, maybe some edge. You could make an argument for corner. Um, you could talk about signing a right guard. If they don't think Heimless is ready, you could also look at right tackle, um, assuming that uh, Bulaga's gone. So lots of options, lots of ways to spend that money, including the guys they're going to have to re-sign.
0: Yeah, and listen, I... Devontae Adams is excellent. I mean, he's a top five wide receiver in this league and having Keenan and Devontae would be great, but it also doesn't fix the issue that they are missing speed. They absolutely positively need a burner on offense. With the arm strength of Justin Herbert, it is stupid that they don't have a guy that can run by a defense and keep defenses honest and be able to win at all three levels. And if you've got guys like Keenan and Derwin, or Keenan and Devontae, excuse me, that are eating up the middle of the field that's all great and good and i mean it'd be beautiful to have those two together but they still are missing that speed devontae doesn't fix that and they really 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 need that and in the draft we've talked i mean if you're if you're sinking 20 to 25 million in devontae adams then you're going to miss out on signing a good right tackle or a corner or somebody else you can get when you can get like two good players for one great player so i you know we've talked about you know once a, a wide receiver signs its second let alone its third contract they are going downhill fast and how easy it is to replicate that kind of production in the draft i i get i get why people love devonte adams and why that seems like the dream this offseason but again they got to get speed and there's a lot of other positions of need on this team
1: yeah That's i think part of the reason me. that we've seen them have some of their issues with cover 2 is because they don't have that guy who can just outrun right. people. Mm-hmm. And they've got so many guys who are so reliant on catching the ball underneath, and they, they're not able to make people miss. It makes it easy for defenses like the Ravens, like the Patriots, some of those defenses that have given them fits to walk those safeties up, clog the middle of the field, play zone in the middle of the field, and just and just flood the middle of the field and keep them from getting open. So you got to have somebody who can take the top off the defense. They don't have that right now. I know people love – uh, Jalen Guyton, but he's not, I don't think he's a long-term answer as the deep receiver. Uh, I just think he's very limited. I don't care for the way he catches the ball. Um, I don't think he's consistent enough. I think there are other options they can find either in the draft or in the middle of the pack and free agency. who can come in and doing that, come in and do that for you. Um, long-term. Yeah.
0: Nolan here. Are you concerned about Herbert's slow starts? They went out and scored seven early, so I don't. Yeah, they I mean, they
1: scored on the first possession of the game. Yeah, um, and they were up seventeen 0 at halftime. I know they punted a couple times in this in the first half, but that's going to happen. I, I mean, he was definitely not comfortable. Uh the, the second and third positions, it seemed like he was just out of sorts, and the timing was off. But you know, it's it's a tough game. Sometimes you see things you're not expecting to see and it can slow things down. I, I'm not too worried about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and somebody mentioned in the chat here that Indy's playing the Jags. So that seed's going to be tough to come by.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's a lock. I'm just saying right, right. The, it's possible the dream scenario. Oh
0: yeah. They were asking what's the best possible scenario. It's getting six and playing Buffalo. Um, I think we're kind of going towards the end here. Chris Bernhardt, Pipkin's, Looks solid today in the run, or am I crazy? Jamie, he's not crazy, right? We talked about it.
1: No, we talked about it. He he was really good in the run game, and we didn't see any you know big blown assignments in the, in pass protection either from him. So Pipkins deserves a a, a shout. Big out. pat on really the back.
0: Well. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, everybody. Chargers in the driver's seat. Number seven seed took care of all their business today, embarrassed the Broncos, uh, got that revenge on that loss in Denver, a game they were should have won, uh, didn't win, and they won today and they won handedly. Uh, we'll see as we go on who's healthy going into Oakland or going Oakland, almost at Oakland, going into Vegas. Uh, we might see it as a primetime game, but you'll see us after the game here on After Hours. Make sure you subscribe. I am at Jamie's at lightning underscore round. Go ahead and follow us, and we will see you next time, guys. Thanks,
1: guys.